0: Is there an amount of space that can be reclaimed that a vast amount of value can be revealed through an amount of space that could add units, that could reveal property that could go to a new land use?
1: Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Matthew Vietric and Ben Tantrum. How you doing, Ben and Matthew? Doing well.
0: Doing well. Thanks for having us, Joe.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that. So we're going to be talking about High Density Parkings. We're going to about parking lots today. It is an asset class that doesn't get talked about a lot, at least in my circle. And I always find it interesting to talk about stuff that I don't know a whole lot about. And that is certainly parking lots. So Ben's president, Matthew's vice president of Trident Structures, and they focus on parking lots. They've got a website, trident-structures.com. There's also A link in the show notes. They're based in Cowtown, Texas. Who knows what Cowtown is, where Cowtown is? Yes, it's Fort Worth. Good guess if you guessed it. That's where I'm from too. So let's talk about your backgrounds in parking lots first. So where should we start with that? Yeah, Joe, this has
0: been really about eight years ago. We realized one of our only gas customers, again, coming from our design, build, industrial construction background. They had a project up in Calgary that needed to expand as a mid-rise development. They were going to be forced to pay for some parking in a municipal facility in of not being able to supply. Traditionally, through a ramp access garage, dig deeper, whatever the options may have been, those weren't on the table. And so we came in with some high-density mechanical parking and said, listen, this is what we do, automated storage and retrieval for a variety of commodities. And that was the start. So. They were going to be able to provide their own parking right on site, invest in their own property with space they already had. So, since then, we've worked in a variety of locations around the US. We've traveled to 10 different countries, learning what's out there, what's been working for 40 years, qualifying some of the OEMs, figuring out how we can put our special sauce on it, and really understanding how to bring value to folks like your audience. So, we've worked on a variety of the Carvana facilities around the country everything from fabricating the structures to installing the systems and providing some maintenance support of those facilities. And most recently we actually have a high density, fully automated parking project here in Fort Worth on a piece of property overlooking the botanical gardens in this region, a piece of property that the market said was undevelopable and was priced as such. And long story short, with respect to parking, it's a class A office space, but, and it's dedicated to that, but we're going to be putting seventy-two parking spaces on the footprint of eight, right outside the
1: front door. Wow. 72 parking spaces in a footprint of eight. So just to catch up the best ever listeners, because I might've teed it up in a misleading way, Trident Structures, you all have a company that creates these structures on a parking lot that you can stack cars on top of so that you can park more cars in less space, right?
0: Essentially, yes.
1: Okay. So the Eight spaces. Did I hear you right? 72 cars in eight spaces? You heard it right. All right. How do you do that? Well, in this case, it's- You go really high, clearly.
0: (laughs) You go really high. And so we have a couple of options on this side, and that's part of what makes us unique in the marketplace. We're able to evaluate with experience a variety of different system types, because again, for many decades in other parts of the world and in the US, especially over the last decade, A lot of mechanical systems have been employed, and there's actually quite a few out there that most people don't realize. But in this case, we landed on a final solution of a couple of towers where it's structural. It's an open-air garage, and as an elevator in the center of it, Mm -hmm. vehicles pull onto a steel pallet. We lift it up, and it slides left or right into a storage spot, the vehicle. So in this case, we'll actually be deploying a first-of-its-kind with this system, a mobile app that also in this case, again, the land use is office. These folks will be able to retrieve their vehicle from their desk. They'll see the queue on demand wherever they're at on their smart device. And they'll come down right outside the front door and pick up their vehicle. So as you mentioned, it's a structural tower, open air. We'll see how the developer ultimately wants to dress it up and make it look good. But in this case, it's interstate frontage, a piece of forgotten property. And it's a pretty exciting project that Is on the cusp of getting a lot, much less pre-leased, before we even finish 100% construction drawings.
1: That's fascinating how you're able to do that because it just opens up so many other possibilities with buying real estate. And I think that's a really interesting angle because if an investor, as we all are who are listening to this show, as a real estate investor – who looks at a piece of property, especially let's call it commercial real estate. That's easier to think about in this context. If there's a piece of real estate that doesn't have a lot of parking, but is in a good location that you like and the structure's pretty good too, then this is the solution for it, right? You just stack them, right? Just go straight up.
2: Yeah, Joe, I think it's not limited just to commercial. Even on the multifamily, well that's what
1: I meant. Yeah, multifamily too. Yeah,
2: on the on the multifamily side. And if you're a value add investor, like I think the majority of your audience is, or if you're on the development side. So if you're developing an apartment community in downtown Dallas or you're in one of the tertiary markets, the key here is the high density system. So we're talking about the parking component mm-hmm. of it, but the system itself, the beauty of it is, is for the creative investor, the creative developer, you're getting land use back. And so what mm-hmm. else can we do with that? What other kind of amenities? can we bring to attract and retain tenants what other kind of cash generating opportunities we can talk a little bit about those self-storage or whatnot to help drive rents or just improve cash flows on the property so it's really a tool we talk about the parking component of it but there's so much more to just the high density parking systems that for the creative investor developer really opens up and i think gives you a competitive advantage when you're out in this market especially right
1: if you have an apartment community How does installing this structure make you more money?
2: That's a good question.
0: There's several scenarios we're talking through with several interested parties right now that says, hey, there's a lot of things in the current market that got accelerated due to COVID. Everything related to e-commerce, final mile logistics, the increase of fleets as it relates to the future electrification of the automobile industry. In Dallas, there's a, a startup company that's competing with the Uber and Lyfts, and it may be more sustainable simply because of how they classify their employees. But but the interesting thing is they will actually own their fleets and vehicles, and they'll eventually be electric. So when you take a look at what we're building here in Fort Worth at the project called the Triune Center, it's essentially an automated storage and retrieval vault. So. When you think about the fact that we can store and retrieve something that's at least two or three tons and can fit in that virtual box of the space claim of a vehicle, what else can you put in that space in addition to a vehicle? Several things, and we can talk about those in a moment, just to plant a seed. One of them, with respect to the multifamily market, self-storage. Storage,
1: Storage, right.
0: You can put a storage box on these systems, right? Mm -hmm. But you can create secure space easily accessed digitally if you have some of these systems on your property and so is that high end vehicle storage is that fleet storage you name it electric vehicle charging you name Amazon need, distribution there's so many conversations we're a part of right now where people are expanding their mind on how to actually make the parking facility portion of the project revenue generating because in this day and age with the technology we can control access We can automate communication, revenue generation. We're really just selling space. But at the end of the day, it can be automated. It can be not automated. So we also don't want to paint the picture for the audience that just because you're on the edge of the city, more of a a garden style development or whatever, there are different price points within the family of solutions here that it could create some interesting opportunities for whatever your property or your local market is
2: hungry for.
1: If I want, we'll say, five parking spaces full of these systems that stack five cars tall, how much will that cost me?
0: So let me answer that by giving a little structure around what's out there. There's everything from manual systems that may simply lift up one level or even up to four levels. Sometimes it's a valet operation, sometimes it's a dedicated operation where you will operate the system yourself with an RFID card or a manual control that only you have access to there's semi-automated systems that are next up in price point but give you the ability to only get the vehicle you need out of the storage area then there's the fully automated so it could be as low as installed anywhere from 5 to 10,000 dollars of space which is going to be equivalent to if not less in some cases in your surface lot construction if you're a value add group you may know, already have a sufficient concrete to employ some of the simpler systems out there to get density or add some flexibility of use, again, the self-storage or whatever it may be. If you want to go sophisticated, in Fort Worth, the project we've mentioned, we're in the mid-20s on the parking system per space. So again, that was made possible from a performance standpoint because the land, we we're able to activate that. Yeah. unutilized land because the market saw it at a lower value. We're putting 30,000 square feet of class A office space and again.
1: Yeah, I get that. I'm thinking more everyone who's listening, most people aren't developing that type of land. So a lot of people do have value-add apartment buildings. So that's helpful. So the five to 10 K is space. Let's just say people are parking their cars there. I'm a resident, I live in a unit and holy cow, there's my car, but oh wait, I parked it and it's on top of three other cars. How do I get it down?
0: So there's a couple ways to do it. If it's manual, that's what we call a dependent system where you have to have access to the vehicle below to retrieve it. So
1: that's a problem.
0: If it's your vehicle, no problem. You have the keys. If you're the owner, investor, developer, then you may have reason to want to limit that CapEx. And so you employ a system where they got control over whatever they put in that space, whether it's their motorcycle, their other car, or their self-storage box, so they can manage that themselves. Semi-automated is a great way to go because one of the system types out there that's very common is, if you kind of can imagine a Hollywood Squares type where cars shift left, they shift up and down, but in those systems, they're independent to where you only need to have access to the car you want. And so it's semi-automated in the sense that it knows how to make the machinery moves to present the vehicle you want. But you don't have to literally have the keys to any other vehicle to get yours. So that's actually very easy. And actually in the multifamily space in the U.S., what we call a lift and slide semi-automatic system is actually becoming quite popular.
1: Okay. And that's what, somewhere in between the 10K and 25K range?
0: Yeah. So that one's going to be probably more in that 10 to 18K range. And you're going to be towards the top end of that if you're only putting 20 spaces in. But when you start to put in 100 plus or more, and I'm not saying 100 is the breaking point, Mm -hmm. but as with anything, the more you do, the the, the lower the cost per space. So what we're seeing in the U.S., most of the spaces being built with semi-automated are probably between that 75 to maybe 200 and, and count.
1: What type of permit, if any, is required for this type of usage?
0: I can't imagine a vast amount of your audience, perhaps is, correct me if I'm wrong, places like LA County, where they- have got a
1: lot of California listeners. There you go.
0: So in LA though, they've actually done a fantastic job developing a review process where pre-qualified equipment needs to be selected. There's been certain safety constraints verified. They've actually developed their own structural testing procedure, as I understand it. So- There, there's a well-primed mechanism to get these things approved and implemented. Although it's an interesting use case, Carvana, the e-commerce car sales company, they're putting up these automated towers all around the country. We've worked on at least 13 of them in a variety of ways, but they also have paved the way through a variety of municipalities getting these things approved. So some cities like LA, there's a rigorous process, but it's a proven and flushed out process. And then in some cities, quite honestly, like Fort Worth so far, we've been very upfront strategically. they worked with us to, we've learned some things over the years about what is going to make these systems most attractive from a regulatory standpoint. So an open air garage that is breathable, you can limit the CapEx and we don't have to sprinkler so far in this location. So at the end of the day, you're always up to the review of the local officials, but at the end of the day, it's equipment. And there's even some tax advantages associated with that as well. So we've commissioned some tax studies. Depending on how you implement the primary structure, even with the equipment in and of itself, a vast amount, if not the entirety of your high-density mechanical parking project, could be depreciable year one, 100%, through a bonus depreciation in the current tax law. If you dispose of that property, resell that that new owner, at least through 2022, will get the same benefit. Accelerate that depreciation if you don't want to do it all year one. But depending on what your portfolio looks like and, and whatnot, that could be attractive to some folks. It is expected that that tax benefit will be renewed. From some of the tax professionals we've talked to, but really it depends on where you're at. But the thing I want to really impress upon you, Joe, and your audience this isn't brand new technology. This stuff is one proven, but more importantly, in getting things done, LA is a great case in the fact that these things have been around long enough, they've developed a way in more involved locations to handle it. NFPA, National Fire Protection Codes, addressed specifically mechanical parking a few years ago. Most municipalities, if they're going to take a position enough to make it difficult or easy on implementing this stuff, they've got great precedent if they haven't already figured it out. Things like national codes, building codes, fire codes are responding in a way that we don't have to overbuild these systems like maybe a decade ago had to because people were concerned about a variety of elements and safety. So there was a lot of things I mentioned to answer your question. I hope I answered it if
1: not. <laughs> no. Yeah, you did. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think it's really interesting from a multifamily owner standpoint. And if you have an infill location and you don't have much green space, Maybe you got all one bedrooms or your space is limited. You could do self storage through some setup like this. It's, as you said, you're selling secure space. That's what's interesting. It's like, what business are you in? No, no, no. What business are you really in? It's like, okay, you answered the what business are you really in part, which is selling secure space. Thank you for that. Anything that you want to mention as it relates to this before we wrap up? I want to make sure we've talked about anything that you think would be relevant before we wrap this up.
0: What I would do, Joe, is pull on the string you just mentioned just a little bit further. We get in these conversations with some folks and we've been conversing with municipalities, universities, individual developers, all across the gamut of folks that could potentially be interested in these types of systems. And there's no problem ever in getting people excited when the rubber meets the road one of the things we're learning is really again what you just said yes we're selling secure space but these things are a bit of a swiss army knife in the sense that directly they can reveal some incredible new opportunities and how you leverage or utilize the space opportunities you can have by employing one of these systems add that dog fart increase that open space make up for the space you need to give back to the onslaught of delivery van spaces we may need to provide now and and food delivery and you name it. But indirectly, we really want to leave with folks the thought that the potential is really at your limit of creativity. So what else could you do with the space that could be revealed? Do you have such an amount of surface lot if you're a value add and you come onto a property that others developed? Is there an amount of space that can be reclaimed that a vast amount of value can be revealed through Amount of space that could add units that could reveal property that could go to a new land use or whatever it may be. But we were in a meeting about a year ago with a development group that said, Man, the thing that annoys me the most at some of my properties is having to deal with the trash dumpsters. Mm -hmm. Could I automate the material handling of where those dumpsters are, bring it more in close proximity to where people would want to use it, but then automatically kick it out at the right time to the best place for where the trash truck could get to it? Well, the answer was absolutely yes, because again, we're already handling big and bulky with the vehicles, but some of the off the wall potential that could be is just stuff that we've never considered before. So you're right to pull on that string. Yes, we're space savers. We're selling secure space, but the real return, I think that can be realized is not what you can do from even solving a parking problem. It's just what incredible opportunities can be revealed Mm -hmm. because now you can go after a piece of property that previously wasn't available to your development footprint or what else, if you're looking at a property is going on around it in the gig economy or in, in adjacent development, all of a sudden you've got a tool here that again, because it's giving space, but because it's secure and controlled, there's just so many things that you could do. So Matt, you're I'm talking this space a little bit more, but that's really the seat I think most important to leave with folks.
1: Makes sense. The challenge, though, just from a practical standpoint that I would have as an apartment owner, I have ideas for it, but I would be concerned about the permitting and approval process to actually execute those ideas. And how could you possibly get the approval of everyone who needs to approve it prior to closing on or at least getting under contract that deal? Do you have a solution for that?
2: Well, I think you have look at our background, Joe. So, we're not an OEM. So, we're a design-build contractor. That's our history. So, navigating those waters from conceptual stages of a construction project through the commissioning process, that's what we do. That's what we're experts at.
1: You could customize it based off of what's needed by the permitting process.
2: Right. Our value is to say, look, here's all the options, and then to help you as the end user, or potential client, navigate those waters and to walk you through for where it goes from a concept to a reality. That's the role we play.
1: So it's not round peg, square hole. It's you can actually shave it down to whatever you need to or customize or update it based off of what they're saying. That makes sense.
0: That's right. Real quick, Joe, go back to the project here in Fort Worth. We knew on the front end, this was the first of its kind for the city. We had actually already primed the city as far as five years ago that, hey, we're in town, we're looking to do this stuff. And we had support from day one. But we knew there would be certain challenges from a fire standpoint, from a design standpoint, from a potential developer tenant standpoint. There were certain things we did, like make it a standalone facility, open air, various things like that, that made it less of a target for any type of barrier to getting this thing approved. So some of them are site-specific, some of them are in the design, and that's just, like Matt said, that's what we do. Another important thing to consider, it's equipment, Right. One of the things that we do in our company is we maintain facilities that are 24-7. Again, our background came from the industrial space. So we spent a lot of time traveling around the world in the last eight years. Good design, and then after construction, support is essential. And so it's one of the things we do, and that's how we're trying to position ourselves as a differentiator. But no matter what you do, folks, if you consider the use of these tools, you got to make sure you got the back end squared away just like you take care of your HVAC systems, your elevators, whatever you may have. And that's what we do for a living as well, is take care of these systems from a remote standpoint and from an on-site standpoint, mechanically.
1: How can the best ever listeners learn more about Trident Structures? You can visit our website, trident-structures.com. We're also
2: on all the major social media platforms. By LinkedIn and Instagram, I would say, are our most active. And you can obviously email Ben or I directly. What's your emails? First initial for me, M, last name, Viatric, at Trident-Structures. And then
0: Ben, just B-E-N, at Trident-Structures.com.
1: Ben, Matthew, thank you so much for being on the show, talking to us about your business and how it could help us make more money on our current properties or uncover opportunities that others are passing by because they don't know about this. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have the best ever day. Talk to you again soon.
2: Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe.
1: Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Allie Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's an aesthetically pleasing website, and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that, though, Allie has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com.